0: You're listening to the Happy Hour with Nick Seynert and Enrique Alvarez Clary on 937 The Ticket and the TicketFM.com. Welcome back into the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick and Rico back with you as always. 402-464-5685. Continuing the conversation that we had in the first segment. Kind of Scott Frost, 2017-2018 coaching carousel, all that good stuff. Um, I actually was scrolling through. So Rico, I was scrolling through TikTok the other day. Shout out TikTok. And I promise folks that this all comes back full circle. <laughs> I was uh, it's funny that we bring this up because we got a text on the text line from Gabe do you want me to read it or you want to read it
1: you can read it that's fine Gabe says okay yes wins count but since Tio retired we have gone downhill all sorts of records have fallen home winning streak most points given up on the road most points allowed first time Kansas beat us since we since I've been alive this program has been digressing for 20 years I see Frost building a solid foundation. He is building this to last. Remember, Riley's players trashed airplanes and team buses. The wins would be nice, but they will come. We are in much better shape than we were ten years ago. So it's
0: interesting that that last part. Um, we are in much better shape than we were ten years ago, and everything else that he said prior to that is valid. And, and there's not there's a sense of confidence, and probably rightfully so, right now, that the wins are going to come. Right? We saw. Everybody knows we saw it slowly starting to turn around. Last year, not in the form of wins, but just in the form of on-the-field play. But now you sit here and Nebraska's added X amount of transfers, uh, additions, and and you feel good about them, but now you're relying on all these guys to come in right off the bat and and produce for you. So it was interesting because with that in mind, we are in much better shape than we were 10 years
1: ago. I disagree with the digressing for 20 years. Okay, I think so. That would be be okay as well. Much better shape than 10, 10 years ago, 2012. You were coming off of two back-to-back conference title appearances. In 2019,
0: or 20, 2009 and 2010, yeah. you went to the Big 12 title. Um, so with that in mind, keep in mind that, that we are in much better shape than we were 10 years ago, and I'm not trying to pick apart Gabe's text, because he... I I, I I appreciate I appreciate you, Gabe, for, for providing too. that thought. So I was scrolling through TikTok, back to my point, and Sam Hahn was actually on a podcast a couple days ago on the No Block, No Rock podcast. And he and, and one other former Husker were talking about leadership under Bo Pelini and how it was different under Mike Riley versus Bo Pelini and the guys in that room and how, they, how serious they took leadership, if that makes sense. So it's about a minute and a half long, this clip, but he tells a couple stories from the days of Amir Abdullah and Josh Mitchell. So sit tight. Um, once again, here's Sam Hahn talking kind of about, about leadership and, and what was the difference between Bo Pelini and Mike Riley.
2: You know, we couldn't always uh, be as disciplined as we wanted to uh, amongst the team because we didn't have a support of maybe the head man. Well, it was it was different with Bo because I remember there was a decently touted recruit that came in and he sat in the front row of the team meeting room, which you sit in the back if you're a freshman, and in the, in the and the older guys sit up front. And you know, there's just kind of these things. Well, this freshman comes and sits in the front row and doesn't always listen and thinks he's hot. <laughs> And Amir Abdullah went off on him. All right. And in front of the whole team. And
1: uh You listen to Amir. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, you 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 listen. The f- band spelled his name out on the football field. You're listening to Amir. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, you know what I mean? and I'm not even just saying that as Amir. It was just like you know, he set the tone. Yeah. And, and Bo just walks in and goes, Amir, are we good? You know, because he's like, This is a you know, Bo's like, this is Amir's team. This ain't my team. Yeah. I mean it's his hmm. team, but you know, after we uh uh oh, who did we play? McNeese. State. McNeese. State. Oh yeah. yeah. And I say you knew. I couldn't think <laughs> yeah. of it. Yeah, dude, Amir berated us in the locker room afterwards. <laughs> I mean, like, dude, he just he just put the team on his back and took us to a victory against a bad team. Yeah, and literally just came unglued in the locker room. But then Jay Mitch is walking around the locker room after that game, and guys are you know like. Guys go out and games after Lincoln and stuff. Go downtown, especially after wins. It's a lot. It's a lot more cooled down, I guess, after losses. Or you know, the guys don't do as much. Um, but Josh misses, walking around. Oh, y'all, you're mad. You're all mad and stuff. He goes, well, "Let's see if you, you better not be going out tonight either, because right. goes, we don't deserve to after this and stuff like that." And stuff. Hmm. he has some good leadership from some of them guys.
0: So once again, that's Sam Hahn, former Husker offensive lineman on the No Block No Rock podcast talking about leadership between Bo Pelini, Mike Riley, those two tenures, or coaching staffs, and then with Amir Abdullah and Josh Mitchell. First of all, it makes you respect Amir Abdullah even more than you already did um, because you just get a better glimpse of how much he meant to Nebraska and the guys in that locker room and how much how respected he was. Mm-hmm. But that made me think, Rico, like, are we able to point to a guy right now on Nebraska's roster that is viewed in the same light the as Amir un,
1: Abdullah. The unquestioned leader, the one that... I mean, that, Garrett, Garrett like Nelson, everybody's going to turn to that guy. Yeah, like, Garrett, Garrett Nelson, Nelson... is the assumed unquestioned well, leader.
0: Well, so it's like, Garrett Nelson comes to mind right away, but behind him... But is that... so? I'm not sure. So,
1: okay, I'm not taking anything away from anybody. Is Garrett Nelson the assumed unquestioned leader because of his intensity on the field... Is he the assumed That's unquestioned thing. leader because he's the he was you know one of the higher ranked recruits and he was coming from the state and he is is quoted as saying he he would watch like go to sleep to watching Nebraska highlight tapes mm-hmm. from the nineties is is that why he's the unquestioned leader or is it for a fact that we know that he's the one in the locker room keeping everybody accountable? Well, I think I, I, I would, again, I'm not questioning, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not questioning his leadership. I'm not, I'm not doubting that he is a leader. I, yeah. I believe he is one of the leaders on the team. But is, is that the only reason that we believe that is because he's super intense on the field and he's, you know, one of the better players we have on the defensive side coming back?
0: Like, I just go back to the years of Amir Abdullah and thinking back to, all right, yeah, this this guy has has it figured out. He understands what it, what it means to be a leader on the team, and he is backing up what he says on the field on Saturdays. And now I look and give credit, in that in that clip, the most important thing or the, the thing that stuck out to me the most was in the team meeting room when Amir Abdullah was was hating on or was chewing out the guy for sitting in the front or whatever. Mm-hmm. Bo walked in and just said, You good, Amir? We good? And that was it. And that goes back to this whole discussion, right? It all comes full circle on Scott Frost taking a step back. Not having to worry about all these little itty bitty things. Mm-hmm. Having guys in the room that are capable of handling those problems and and maybe part of, part of me maybe worries a little bit about when we talk about the sustainability of the transfer portal, and I don't want to bring this whole thing into up up again, but when we talk about whether or not the transfer portal will be sustainable and we talk about continuity of a program or within a roster, I wonder because we don't have the, the, the proof or the, the, the statistics yet to know the answer, I wonder how much this will hurt leadership mm-hmm. within programs and respect between teammates within programs. You listen to Vershawn, and you listen to Jay, and, and T. Farley, and all these guys that they talk to or and talk about, and they hold each other in such high regard. Do you hear about that right now? And maybe wins help that, and maybe wins bring on respect but you could also argue that it should be the other way around, in my opinion. 402-464-5685, the Honda Ligan Hotline, the starter Heyman text line, 402-464-5685 once again. Um, you can always hit us up on Twitter, Nick underscore Sainter, and, and at Radio Rico AC. Let's get to some of your thoughts here. Um... Og Les Lancaster says this. I think it is fair to say that that's why he's one of the fa- one the fans look at for that role. Garrett Nelson he's talking yeah, about just he his lives intensity. this he lives this program. Ray adds this. Um, I believe a coaching transition is easier when a coach quits. When a coach gets fired, the new coach has to deal with bitter loyal players. Riley dealt with it from players who loved Bo, and Frost had it from his first year who, from players who loved Riley. Those players are gone now, and I honestly believe these teams look better than I've seen in a long time. Aside from ill-timed, boneheaded plays, we get a win streak under our belts and let confidence become genuine. Then this team be, becomes truly dangerous. And and once again, Ray, you hit it on the head there. Especially, I, I think more so with Riley having to deal with it from guys that loved Bo, because you heard more about that.
1: Bo was beloved. By his players. by his guys, you, you now not Gabby, saying there's 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 few heard heard and far between. Kenny them, Bell but saying he'd time. run through the depths of hell for Bo Polini, like mm-hmm. like Bow Polini had that team, they they were just extremely close. Like there was no way anybody was speaking out against Bo uh, in 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 for anything. Like the guy had the utmost respect from all of his players. Yeah, and you could tell from from you know. After he got fired, players speaking out about how they, they disliked the firing and how much they respected him and adored him. And, and even now, like players still talk about how much they love Bo. Yeah, so it's just kind of
0: interesting. I, I think, to your point, Ray, I mean, yes, you hit it on the head. I would say more so, though, Mike Riley had to deal with that. And, and the reason that I also would say that is because in year two under Scott Frost, this coaching staff said that they had weeded out all the cancers on this team within this program. They had fixed everything. and They were ready exactly. to go. Yeah. They had the guys in their locker room that wanted to be there. They were there, right? So that that's where that's where that kind of comes into play for me personally. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, and, and I'm not trying to hold Scott Frost or the coaching staff to that statement back in year two because things change. Well, things change, and guys make mistakes. And and, and if I were expecting Scott Frost to be perfect, then that's that's hypocritical or anything like that. So, um, with that in mind, though. I would say that Riley definitely had to deal with that because also players have been more vocal about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've been a lot more vocal about how much Bo Pelini meant to them as a coach and and how much. I mean, they, not to say that they didn't love Mike Riley, but Mike Riley was much more of a right nice guy. And now the USFL Coach of the Year. So, yeah. uh, 402-464-5685. Let's go ahead and take a timeout. When we come back, we'll kind of wrap up this conversation, put a bow on it. Uh, get to your final thoughts because there's a couple here that I want to get to um, especially 0019 says building a foundation question uh, mark we'll we'll kind of get to that whole thing coming up next and whatever else comes across our mind Wimbledon's going on Rico are you a fan of Wimbledon? Yeah a little bit. Do you care? A little bit. Which one do you care more about Stanley Cup finals or Wimbledon? Ooh
1: Can I say neither? Okay
0: yeah, absolutely Alright let's go ahead and take our time out we'll be right back on the happy hour
1: On Deloitte's OnCloud podcast, my co-host Mike Cavus and I talk with innovation leaders to explore how they use cloud engineering for new possibilities for their organizations. Join myself, David Linthicum, by subscribing to OnCloud wherever you get your podcasts.